So just a few, um, oops, is this, is this on? Can you hear me okay? Okay. Just a few reminders. Um, got a note from someone that um, is asking about perfumes or aftershave or lotions to please try not to use them. There's some people that are having some strong sensitivity, so if that's possible, it really could be um, incredibly helpful for some of the yogis that have some difficulty with a strong sense. So this is, um, I love this note, I'm going to read it to you, part of it, without any names, of course. So at dinner tonight, it struck me that strawberries, this is last night, have skin, body hair. (laughs) I like it. Yeah. Very wonderful. And the insects have their antennas, and all these beings have their parts. And... um, yeah, the question is: This a fantastic exercise, or, or really a deprived mind? <laughs> you know, when we begin to slow down, we begin to see things just so much more clearly. I don't know if it's a deprived mind; perhaps it's really entering into the now and really seeing what's really here, and it's happening all the time. Remember once uh, there was a story that Joseph Goldstein uh, was saying about doing some walking meditation practice out in the winter some time ago and was walking along very kind of stiff and focused and decided at a certain point to open the eyes. And in that moment when his eyes opened, all of a sudden some snow fell off a branch. It's like, wow, that's amazing. Next day walking, again stopped for a moment, opened the eyes, and a squirrel was running up the tree. Wow. Each day, Stopped, opened. Something else was happening. Literally, finally realized that this was happening all the time, <laughs> but just wasn't seeing it. So perhaps the hair on the strawberry. The, these things are here. Enjoy. And someone asked about poetry, and so Mary Grace is putting some poetry out on the bulletin board, and then I'll, at the end of the retreat, give my website with some directions on how you can go into a place where there's lots of poetry that you can copy and paste to your heart's content. And lastly, um, Merle was asking a question about the integration of this practice, the 32 parts, with the rest of the day. And, And so, in the spirit of integration, if there's some particular parts as we're working through them really become brighter, you seem to have a deeper interest and it's just coming to you in your other sits, then what we would suggest is to go with it. Just stay with that part and just explore it. We actually talk about when we do this practice long-term over a period of months, they actually, the term that they use in the text is kind of a funny term. It's called successive leaving. And what that means is that after 
an extended time of doing this practice, there will be definitely certain parts that we will feel more drawn to, develop more concentration, more interest in, and some that we are less drawn to, that we are less interested in. And so the practice invites us then to begin to leave parts that are not as interesting and move closer into ones that are. And so we can, in the same way as we're going through the practice, if there's some parts that are really honing your interest, then go for it. Just like I mentioned um, the other night in the talk about one woman exclaiming at the end of the retreat, I love my large intestine. And she really got into her intestine during the retreats. This was an area of some health challenges for her. So, So we'll continue on. <clears throat> and this morning we're going to begin with the next group, which is heart, liver, diaphragm, spleen, lungs. And let's recite this out loud five times. Heart, liver, diaphragm, spleen, lungs. 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 And now silently repeating this inside you. And so let's bring our awareness into the center of our chest, into our heart region. And again, as we work with this practice, sensing with your awareness, it's not just this visualization, though that might arise, but sensing and feeling into the center of your chest. And the heart is a hollow, muscular, contractile, 10-ounce organ. It is the center of our circulatory system. Our heart beats over 300 quarts of blood an hour. The function the heart provides propulsive force to circulate blood through the vascular system over 60,000 miles a day. It is said that the heart creates enough pressure that it could squirt blood 30 feet. The color is red. But it's interesting to note in some of the ancient Buddhist texts that the color of the heart related to temperament and a heart that was clear and bright like a washed gem was a person that was wise. If it was yellow, it was faithful. If it was speculative, it was light amber. If it was red, it was greedy. If it was black, it was hating. If it was diluted, it looked kind of all washed up. Its shape is like a lotus bud found above the waist, located between the two breasts inside the body, slightly to the left of midline. 
supported by the lungs in the back, behind the sternum or breastplate bone. So sensing and feeling into the heart with awareness. Again, as you sense in, just being mindful of any physical feelings or if there's any emotions, thoughts, memories, just acknowledging whatever arises, feeling into the heart with awareness. I know the heart is a very powerful place for some of us, a place, a great reminder of the fragility and the preciousness. Some of us may have had heart trouble ourselves or in our family. It may be quite an edge to feel into the heart and just honoring whatever's evoked in the body, in your emotions, being present, allowing.
now just gently shifting, just acknowledging what perhaps came up for you with the heart and moving into the liver. And the liver is located in the upper right quadrant of your abdomen. And so I know as we move into some of these more internal organs, they're difficult to sense into or to feel or to picture and you're welcome, of course, at certain points to look at the anatomy chart to help locate that, but there definitely is a liver inside you. It's interesting about the liver in that it's the only human internal organ that can actually regenerate itself. That's why with liver transplants they take out just part of the liver and what remains in the donor uh, grows back. Even in Greek mythology, Prometheus was punished by the gods for revealing fire to the humans and being chained to a rock where a vulture would peck out his liver and then it would regenerate overnight. The liver is the largest internal glandular organ in the body, weighs three to five pounds, about the size of a football. And I can verify that having been to an autopsy and seeing a liver. Its function is many. It's the first to receive blood from the intestines, where the blood has been absorbed in the final products of digestion and decomposition. The liver removes toxic products and purifies digestion and assimilation. It incorporates amino acids into energy production. It synthesizes cholesterol as well as lipoproteins for the transport of fat to other body tissues. It converts fatty acids so they may be used as energy sources. The liver stores and releases sugar. The liver is the storage place for copper, iron, vitamin B12, and the fat-soluble vitamins of A, D, E, and K. The liver, of course, excretes bile that goes into the gallbladder. Its color is pinkish-brown, Its shape is like an oblong ball located above the waist, again in the upper right quadrant of the abdomen. You can just sense, bring your awareness if you want to even place your hand in the upper right quadrant. Within there is the liver, surrounded by other digestive organs. the lungs above and the back behind. Sensing into the liver.
Now just taking a moment just to acknowledge what may have arisen with you within the liver. And then letting the awareness, when you're ready, shifting to the diaphragm. And the diaphragm is a layer of muscle that separates the chest cavity containing the lungs and the heart from the abdominal cavity containing the intestines and the digestive organs. It extends across the bottom of the rib cage. The diaphragm serves many functions. It contracts to promote inhalation, flattening downward and permitting the lungs to expand. And it relaxes to promote exhalation, rising its dome-shaped position and compressing the lungs. That happens every time we breathe. The diaphragm is also involved in non-respiratory functions it actually serves to help expel vomit, feces, urine from the body by increasing intra-abdominal pressure and also preventing acid reflux by exerting pressure on the esophagus. The diaphragm also enhances blood, venous blood flow, and lymph return to the heart. So in a way, it is considered the venous system heart or pump. The color can be whitish red. It's a thin, wide, elastic membrane, perhaps shaped like a very large beanie. The direction is above the waist, the location in the abdomen and the chest, separating the chest from the abdomen. The diaphragm is bordered by the abdomen and the chest. Diaphragm. So every breath, contracting the diaphragm to promote inhalation, permitting the lungs to expand, relaxing, promoting exhalation, compressing the lungs. So just sensing into that, into the diaphragm.
And again, just taking a moment, acknowledging what may arose for you with the diaphragm. And I know for some of us, some of these parts we may feel more drawn to and others less so. But nevertheless, we're penetrating into each one. And now we're going to shift to the spleen. And the spleen lies in the upper left quadrant of the abdomen. So sensing into the upper left quadrant and most likely most of us here have spleens, but on occasion they are surgically removed. And if yours has been surgically removed, you nevertheless can still sense into that area. And perhaps you're being with the experience of the surgery, what caused the surgery, what came up for you around it. So it can be workable whether you have this part or not. The spleen is an elongated sponge-like tissue organ. Its function is blood formation. In the embryo, the spleen forms both red and white blood cells after birth. Only lymphocytes are created except in severe anemia, when the production of red blood cells can be activated, reactivated. It also appears that the spleen spleen supports some immune function and also acts as a reserve for red blood cells. It's interesting in the uses of language that in Old English there was an expression that you were a good spleened person, meaning you were good-hearted or compassionate. In modern English we hear sometimes the word to vent one's spleen, which means to vent one's anger. The color is dark red. And the shape looks like a medium-sized water balloon. And I say that from actually having seen a spleen in an autopsy. It's most incredibly, brilliantly dark red. And it's a very um, you know, f- blood-filled organ. Its direction is above the waist, and again... It lies in the upper left quadrant of the abdomen, bordered near the intestines, large intestine, the chest, and the back. So sensing into the upper left quadrant and just being mindful of the spleen, what it may evoke physically or in the mind and heart, being present.
before we shift to the lungs, just taking a moment as well and acknowledging perhaps what came within you, within the spleen. And then bringing awareness to our lungs. These are two cone-shaped, spongy organs of respiration. And the primary purpose is to bring air and blood into intimate contact so that oxygen can be added to the blood and carbon dioxide can be removed. This is achieved by two pumping systems, one moving gas and the other liquid. During a 24-hour period, the average person will breathe a little bit over 23,000 times, based on breathing approximately around 20 times per minute. Of course, this changes with exercise and so forth. The color is dark red. The shape is like two long melons cut in half. Direction found above the waist, location in the chest, bordered by the heart and the back, below the abdomen, of course the rib cage. So just sensing and feeling into the lungs. Every day this body breathes. Just allowing whatever it evokes in the body, the mind, lungs.
Now just taking a moment as well to acknowledge the lungs and whatever arose within you. All of these parts, heart, liver, diaphragm, spleen, lungs, are amongst many others. Keep this body alive and functioning. And these parts comprised of atoms, molecules, solids, liquids, motion, temperature. And yet they come together in this brief lifespan. This body is the vehicle that we live inside of in our pathway to greater wisdom and compassion. May we use it wisely, care for it, but also to penetrate into understanding its true nature. These parts operate in their own accord and dissolve back into the elements upon the end of the life cycle. Quite impersonal, quite impermanent. May all bodies, all beings dwell with peace. So again, I'll just say that if some of these parts continue to be with you through the day of your practice, feel free to go with them. Not to analyze, but just to stay present, to open into, to sense, to acknowledge what's present for you. So working in ways to integrate these parts with our day-to-day practice. And it is a total integration because these parts are with us wherever we go. So I think we've taken a couple of moments for um, a, trans- a mindful transition and into um, mindful qigong and for those that want to do some walking. Uh, so we'll start the qigong in just a few minutes, so if you need to um, do the restroom. <laughs>